0: it's john petro on am thirteen eighty ninety-nine point nine 99.9 fm folks you can always listen online at the website com. it's thursday it is july 8th we have uh boy some heavy weather uh coming in but uh great great program in store and i i want to touch on if you um send your children to public school now the two biggest teachers unions in in uh in our area obviously the the nea rhode island uh national education association and then also the AFT, American Federation of Teachers. And there's a great piece in the Wall Street Journal. Teachers' unions go woke. They are now fully behind progressive political indoctrination. Folks, this is what it's come down to. And and this is gonna be your decision. This is where people need to be active. Critical race theory. Parents, as they write, didn't ask to be thrown in the trenches of Americans' culture war. But progressives aren't giving them a choice. Witness the way the National Teachers Union adopting woke values and pressing them into K-3 curriculum across the U.S. NEA, the largest teachers' union, held its annual meeting, and the measures approved by delegates deserve broader attention. One calls for the union to support lead campaigns result in increasing implementation, culturally responsive education, critical race theory. Now, folks, this is critical race theory, as much as some people try to deny it. Neo-Marxist ideology, pervasive higher education, teaches a person is defined above all else, race, gender, sexual orientation. And this is the most important part. American institutions are designed to ensure white suprem- supremacy. So, folks, this is what they want to teach. And just to give you an idea, picture your child's school or your grandchild. So one of the things that they want to do is they want to now start to work with Black Lives Matter at schools and they want to do things like hold a rally on George Floyd's birthday or picture your child's school, wherever you're listing right now, public schools now, where they're going to start to honor victims of police violence. How about your child's classroom? Our guest speaker today was violently shot by police. Now, they leave out the fact, you know, that he fired a police. He was a criminal. Maybe he was trying to harm someone. And also promote a National Day of Action, teach lessons about structural racism and oppression. Folks, there's there's nothing positive about this. This is, they're going after your children. You've heard me use, you know, mention her, Randy Weingarten, the big union head. She's the head of the AFT. They want the minds of your children and grandchildren. And it's just a matter of whether or not you're going to get up to try to say that America has not made progress in in uh, civil rights is is absolutely ludicrous think of what life was like you know there was a great statistic that in 19 i think it was in 1958 uh 80 percent of americans were opposed to a biracial marriage right let's just say a white man and a black woman well they don't even poll it anymore because it's not even in remotely an issue if if they did poll that it would you know it would be below like the margin of error and the point is therefore anyone that says well we've made no progress in america's town that is completely wrong and certainly compared to other countries now there are certain parts of the country where parents are getting up they're suing the school districts and they don't want this ideology so in a speech tuesday aft president randy weingarten claimed culture warriors are leaving any discussion of race or racism discrimination as critical race theory try to make it toxic but the fact of the matter is they're the ones that are shutting down any type of discussion for some parents that may say you know i'm uncomfortable this whole business folks can you imagine your where your child goes to school they're gonna have a they're gonna have a day to celebrate george floyd's birthday bring in black lives matter will now start to be involved with the curriculum bring in people that have been yeah here's our guest speaker he was uh, brutally a victim of police violence like what are they talking about and these are the teachers unions fully on board this is a time you know to speak up this is a time to talk about school choice if you're listening you have the right to put pressure on your school committee wherever again you it is that you live and and demand answers on this so no this this i I think this is um it it is dangerous but look at how aggressively they're going after the young minds now another story i did want to mention is the fact it now looks like uh eric adams he has won the new york primary democrat primary and there's a great piece again because lives matter new york city democrats have decided that gotham's next mayor should be a former cop like the residents of other u.s local suffering pandemic violence following the political left's successful 2020 campaign against law enforcement new yorkers are voting to refund the police and that's because brooklyn borough president eric adams a former police officer he made public safety the centerpiece of his campaign he won they finally announced it yesterday that he is in fact the winner of the democrat primary now he will go on against curtis Slewa who will be the republican but what's interesting folks is he his whole came really campaign excuse me was about crime and making the streets safe again and that is something you know you've heard me talk about it and these nitwits and fools in our area that you know all this talk about defund the police and then you have things are more dangerous uh people that is that is not the direction that cities want to go this is huge that he won that people are saying we're not going to go along with these progressive ideologies and on top of that you know mayor lorza also is one of those individuals the mayor of providence where they but they don't really fully back the police i think that latest example with the melee um just last week on a place called sales street off of Eddie street where you saw the residents fighting. And then the police had to pepper spray them. And by the way, go to the website to Petro.com. The ATVs are still running wild on the streets. The ATVs, they go through red lights. Um, they don't follow any of the rules of the road. I mean, that is still, but that—that that is the makings of, of a, because of mayor Lorza because of a progressive left where they say to you, uh, in the spirit of racial diversity, you you have to uh, experience uh, a decline in just basic norms and quality of life. All right. A lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DiPietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts 508. 508- 336 7801 MEGA MEGA professionals 508 336 7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work, you need drivers, certified help, part time, full time, maybe weekend work. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business, let MEGA Professionals help you find the workers. MEGA Professionals, 508-336-7801.
1: Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com.
0: This summer, let JK Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. JKL Engineering, call them today, 401 351 7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts jkl it's going to be a hot summer ahead called jkl engineering today estimates are free financing is available remember with jkl 54 years in business reputation is second to none especially for technical expertise customer satisfaction jkl is an approved national grid vpi installer they're also a navian certified factory dealer called jkl for a system replacement oil to gas for a heat pump Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer. Call J.K.L. Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's J.K.L. Call them, 401 401- Three five one seventy six hundred. this summer. Stay nice and cool with J. Cale Engineering, 401 Folks, you're listening to the John DePetro show weekdays. We start at 11, we go until two. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com Time for our legal segment. Joining me right now is Rhode Island attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, let's uh, start off with this uh, bizarre story that erupted Last uh, Over the course of the weekend, a uh, state trooper in Massachusetts stumbles upon, oh, this looks like a vehicle, One thirty in the morning, maybe need some assistance. Instead, there's 11 guys uh, all in military garb, long guns showing, trying to refuel or fuel up a, um, uh, one of the cars, and then it turns into an armed standoff. This goes on for nine and a half hours, and uh, the news have just been dominated by this group from uh, two of the members, Pawtucket and also from Providence. They were coming from Rhode Island, supposedly headed to Maine for training. But the rise of the Moors that now are claiming that they, um, none of the laws apply to them, and uh, they're from Morocco, and they're sovereign, and uh, therefore none of the U.S. laws apply to them. Let's start to break this down a little bit. <laughs>
2: it's it's kind of hard to break it down because it none of it makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. It'd be like trying to read the Unabomber's manifesto and sort of connect the dots and make sense of it, which would be impossible. These guys, they're the rise of the Moors. Um, they take the position that they are not citizens of the U.S. They're not right. citizens of Rhode Island. Somehow they claim to be citizens, I believe, of Morocco. Yep. Um, they claim that... Uh, the U.S. Constitution does not apply to them, uh, and they have some sort of s- sovereign rights uh, bestowed upon them from this country. Um, to the best of my knowledge, they're all born here. Uh, you know, they've, I don't know if they have passports, but they probably have driver's licenses if they choose to. Um, they're, they're not citizens of a different country, and the Constitution applies to them. And the laws of the various states apply to them. And federal law applies to them. Now, what these guys were doing was allegedly driving up to Maine to a private compound or a private property to do some training exercises. To that end, they had um, AKs, long rifles. They were had tactical gear. Um they looked like they were ready to go to war. They were so Um, (laughs) well-armed. In court, they refused to give their names. They refused to do anything. And listening to the back and forth between an incredibly patient judge just trying to arraign these guys and the um, disrespect they were showing the court and everyone involved in the process um i was surprised that the judge tolerated it for as long as she did i mean what's your name i'm not going to tell you you know what's your date of birth i'm not going to tell you fine you're in contempt of court you'll be held until you choose to come in here and give us the basic information i wouldn't have wasted a lot of time with these guys i wouldn't have sparred with them and begged them and try to cajole them to give information which is routine Um, they're telling the judge that she has no right to hold them without bail because there's no crime. Well, there may not be a crime, and they may be found innocent or not guilty if they were to take the case to trial. But bail is a threshold issue.
0: Sorry about that, Tim. I'm not sure what happened, but let's pick it right up with uh, they were beyond uncooperative. I've never seen anyone actually so uncooperative one way after another with the judge.
2: And bail is to ensure that you return to court, and it's to make an assessment whether you um, are able to keep the peace and be of good behavior or if you're a risk to the community. And if these guys won't tell the judge who they are, where they're from, or anything like that, uh, she's got no assurance that they're going to return to court, and based upon the um, weaponry that was found, there's a good faith question whether they're a danger to the community. I've never seen a judge, as I said, be so patient. Um, I was a little exasperated that she gave these um, gentlemen so much latitude um, to act up in court, have their friends on the uh, Zoom video (laughs) uh, saying disrespectful things. Um, It was just a circus. In in Massachusetts, well, let's first talk about these guys are saying Um, we can do anything we want with guns and the Supreme court has ruled in the case of young versus Hawaii, right? The Supreme court has not ruled. I mean, it's, it would be nice if these guys would get their facts straight
0: Mm.
2: young versus um, Hawaii. was started out in the Hawaiian courts, it went to the ninth circuit court of appeals and now it's before, well, it's for consideration by the U S Supreme court it would get there by writ of certiorari, meaning it's a discretionary case that the court might take and it might not take. It is not, I don't believe, decided to take the case, nor has the case been argued, nor has a written decision been rendered. What the Ninth Circuit wrestled with is what occurred in the state of Hawaii, where this guy, Young, filed an application for a um, open carry permit. He was denied. He appealed through the court system, the denial. He was denied at every turn. The Ninth Circuit struggled with this. And there's two central um, components to the tug of war that Young versus Hawaii um, presents the court in its second paragraph of the Ninth Circuit decision says, you know, the Second Amendment provides in relevant part that, quote, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, close quote. Now, if you gave that its literal meaning and that the right to bear arms cannot, shall not, that's instructive, it's not may not, it shall not be infringed. You could say, well, all the gun laws and all the registration requirements, the background checks and the waiting periods and everything else that goes along with it uh, would be unconstitutional if you had a literal tight reading of what the Second Amendment provides. As we know, many states, most states and on a federal level, there are many laws in place regulating not so much your right to own a weapon but how you use it, when you use it, if it's in your house, if it's outside of your house, if it's concealed, if it's open, um, there's a lot of different components to your ability to utilize the, 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 the firearm that you possess. These um, Rise of the More guys say that we can do anything and we're relying on the Second Amendment and what we think is going to happen in Young versus Hawaii. The problem for these guys is they were traveling in the state of Massachusetts, and unless and until the Supreme Court in some form or fashion follows some of the um, concerns raised in Young versus Hawaii and basically says you can have a gun anywhere, anytime because of the Second Amendment, and by the way, that's not going to happen, but that's the theory, Massachusetts is a very heavily regulated state. Yeah. Um, You must have a permit to carry a gun, be it open, be it concealed. Um, So your right to keep and bear arms um, butts up against um, what may be reasonable or what may be unreasonable state regulatory uh, statutes and policies. So these guys clearly violated the law in the state of Massachusetts. And unless and until the Massachusetts laws um, regarding firearms are deemed unconstitutional, these guys broke the law. Now, we're going to get to the probable cause in a minute. But what they were charged with, all of them, was eight counts of possession of a firearm, unlawful possession of ammunition, unlawful use of body armor in the commission of a crime, possession of high-capacity magazines for, for their weapons, improper storage of firearms. And they were also charged in, in a couple of cases with um, providing the cops a false name. So those are the charges. And these guys, I think, were thrilled to have this opportunity to close the highway for nine and a half hours, yeah. to have cops there Telling the cops, we're not going to put our guns down unless you put your guns down. Oh. Because you're armed, we get to be armed. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Right. But the cops, again, were extraordinarily patient with these guys. And um, it sets a pretty bad example if other groups want to um, create um, similar spectacles. Now, the cops say, listen, we've been trained in how to handle these situations, and we were able to get these guys to surrender uh, without loss of life, without shots being fired. Terrific. But, you know, what about all the people on Route 95 who couldn't get where they wanted to go for nine hours? How many ambulances might have been on the highway trying to get people to hospitals? I mean, those untold stories may come out eventually. So these guys got charged under mass law. They may, at the end of the day, John, have a winning case because there's going to be a serious question as to what was the probable cause of the cops to stop in the first place. Oh. And apparently, these guys were up by the side of the road and uh, they had run out of gas. So I guess they weren't that well prepared for their no. uh, war games, that they didn't have enough gas in their vehicles. Yeah, But... The cops say they came upon the scene and they say that these guys were outside of the, the vehicle holding their long guns. Yeah. Well, that would give probable cause to investigate further, okay. you know, especially if the guys standing outside with their long guns uh, had tactical gear on. Yeah. I mean, you would have, as a cop, reasonable oh. suspicion to um, inquire further and to see what the heck else is going on, um, especially when there apparently are uh, weapons in plain view, the cops would have a right to look on the basis of officer safety alone. Um, There will clearly be motions to suppress everything that the cops um, confiscated. um, And the argument will be they had no reasonable grounds or no probable cause I should say to arrest these guys and do what they did. Um, I guess... The defendants would say the cops should have just given us a gallon of gas and said, have a nice night boy. you get some nice guns and, uh, you know, tactical um, gear, go have fun in in Maine. I mean, it was never going to happen that way. Um, But I do think that there are some problems with the probable cause here. And I would expect these cases can be plea bargained if these guys want to act like reasonable adults. If they want a show trial and they want to make spectacles of themselves, I guess they'll keep the story live for quite a while with preposterous theories about citizenship and countries that they're um, allegiant to.
0: We're going to take a quick break. A lot more Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DeVito Show. MIGA truck and trailer appear. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts 508 336 20 for our mobile service and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110. It's Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Three two one two seven nine nine. That's four zero one three two one two seven nine nine. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Summers here. You want to stay nice and healthy for you and your family? Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, ten ninety nine Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at four zero one three zero five thirty five eighty five. It's My Health, right in that old white church. Di- Diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant, it's My Health. Where you're going to find vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like Isai honey, maple syrup, octave skin brushes. Also, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. It's My Health, where you'll find hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use, natural skin care products, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, and soaps. It's My Health. Stop it in C. Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, or call 401-305-3585. Shop local and stay healthy with It's My Health right across the street from Davenport Restaurant speaking with Attorney Tim Todd. Tim, I want to stay with this rise of the Moors. What I don't understand is if they're not citizens of the United States, according to them, and they are, what do they say, foreign nationals or what have you, uh, of Morocco, why would they think then that the Second Amendment would apply to them if they're, if they're not? They were also trying to say, well, we're a well-armed militia because that also, you can be a Second Amendment, right to bear arms, and a well-armed militia. We, we're a, I mean, there were 11 of them. But why why would the Second Amendment apply to them if they're not U.S. citizens?
2: Well, Because these guys have picked and chosen little snippets of the Constitution and little snippets of the law and tried to cobble it all together into a cohesive theory. But it's all preposterous. So (laughs)
0: let's
2: assume they were actually Moroccans. Yeah let's assume they flew over here and they have Moroccan passports and they arrive and they're going to go do some war game exercises in Maine for some reason. And, um, they, they would have gotten arrested in the same manner Mm. and they would not have had the right to bear arms as foreign nationals here. I I would presume under a visa or at least, you know, getting entry into the country. They're not U S citizens. They don't have the same constitutional protections. So the whole thing is just absurd. It reminds me once in a while, people will come up with these genius ideas to, to say, all right, uh, Tim Dodd is now going to be his own country. I'm, I'm renouncing my U.S. citizenship. I'm, I'm going to be a citizen of Tim land, and I'm going to, you know, be my own country and I'm not going to be subjected to the laws of the United States because I say so. And by the way, I'm going to be a tax haven. So if you want to invest money in the Tim National Bank, you know, I've got my smartphone and I can do all these crazy things. I don't have the right to do any of that. Right. But, you know, people dream up these crazy ideas all the time thinking they can um, do an end run around the obligations of U.S. citizenship. And these guys. Have just cobbled together and stitched together a bunch of nonsense and tried to make it into a cohesive theory. Legally and constitutionally, everything they said doesn't hold up.
0: Now, Tim. Also, the, um, the one of the members of the rise of the War, the judge was correcting him, saying, "No, listen. The leader cannot represent you. He's he's not an attorney, and he's also a co-defendant. They would not cooperate with the public defenders. So." I, I mean the judge was trying to as you said' very patient trying to explain to them you you are entitled here but um but they would not cooperate with even the public defenders that were willing to be afforded to them to represent them
2: so I guess they should be held without bail and yeah. they'll come back for another hearing and after a week or two in jail, you know maybe they'll see you know the light of day that if they were cooperative they'd be on the street and they can go on television shows and spout their manifesto because right now they'd be a pretty hot commodity right but if they want to stay in jail and try to i mean they did get a lot of publicity you got to yes. hand it to them yeah but, and tim
0: dad what what about this i mean do is this maybe a jail offense i mean there they are in massachusetts which has very strict gun laws they got long guns out none of them have licenses none of them have certainly don't have gun licenses i also i don't think they pay taxes it sounds like it could be the beginning of a lot of legal problems for the rise of the wars.
2: Well, it, it could be if the prosecutors have an appetite to uh, make a spectacle of these people okay. with, you know, certainly, um, uh, I, I believe the local BLM chapter is already singing the praises of these yes. guys. What a wonderful organization and they're doing great things. Um, This is a case, obviously, if they get a little bit of traction, would have national media coverage Mm. um, to the extent the mainstream media looks for stories like this. Um, They may be more savvy than we think they are.
0: What about this peaceful journey? They were saying we have the right to a peaceful journey. We were only stopping to uh, refuel. Uh, We did not want to stop at a gas station because we didn't want to draw attention we have a right to a peaceful journey from Rhode Island to
2: Maine. That's legal legal mumbo-jumbo nonsense. (laughs) They're saying a lot of words and catchphrases, but it's not something they have a right to. You can't have a peaceful journey if you are stopped and have you know, a variety of weapons in your car in plain view without any license or right to have them or evidence of ownership or, you know, anything else. So they they don't. If, If I'm driving from here to Cape Cod at the speed limit and listening to the radio, I have a right to a peaceful journey. A cop shouldn't be pulling me over for a random check. Hey, what are you up to there? There's no probable cause to stop me. But Once probable cause exists and that will be the central issue here, then that right to a peaceful journey is, um, trumped by a cop with reasonable suspicion that there may be some criminal activity afoot.
0: Mm. What about this? Uh, finally with the rise of the moors, this, um, this home in Pawtucket apparently it was abandoned. So they went in took it over their squatters, but they're, I forget the phrase he was using. They're saying that they can't kick them out of there because they, they had already been living there. What is that? I forget what that's called.
2: Well, they're squatters. They're
0: trespassers. Right. But so they are a different leg- phrase.
2: No, legally they're tenants at sufferance. And oh. because they are now in there, um, it would be reasonable that a landlord would have to move to get them out of there. They can't, a landlord just can't show up with a bunch of thugs and, you know, you know, muscle and say, we're throwing you all out. Um, if they've established some sort of a presence there, so they would be, they're not even really tenants at sufferance. They're really trespassers, Yes, but it yeah. depends how long they've been there. If the landlord's on notice uh, there's a number of factors which would impact what a landlord would have to do, or the owner of the building would have to do to get rid of them. They're really not tenants' sufferance. Let me correct myself.
0: And and um finally, they Tim, it almost seems like the leader Jamal, he was anxious to test this out because there's videos where he's explaining to the the members of the Moors of, <laughs> we we have a Second Amendment right and we are not. Uh, American national citizens. We're member we're citizens of Morocco and they have their own flag. And so therefore, you know, laws here in this country don't apply to us. They, he seemed so adamant about that and they seemed thrown in court when the judge was like striking it all down.
2: Well again, that's because they have cobbled together okay. little snippets which they try to weave together. So by their rationale, If if you're visiting from France and you do the same thing that they're doing, that the U.S. authorities, the cops, have no right to arrest you and prosecute you for your criminal activity. That's how preposterous this is.
0: And especially, go ahead. All
2: all all preposterousness aside. I think these guys are more savvy than we might think. They're crazy. They're all whacked out. This is all lunacy. What they're pursuing, but they're getting media coverage. They are. And this guy was smart enough. I think he videoed the whole nine and a half hours. He, he was ready yeah. for it. Yeah. He was spouting his manifesto. The eyes of the media were on him and him alone. Mm. And I think by an odd reasoning, he got exactly what he wanted, which was a platform.
0: Mm-hmm. Finally, uh, Tim Dodd, let, let's just say, you know, if someone flies to London, which has, you know, very, stri- just because you own a gun in Georgia, it, it doesn't mean you go to London and say, well, I'm, I'm not a citizen here. So I, I'm just, I can carry my gun here because I'm not a citizen of England. Correct.
2: Right. And you right. Can't really, I don't recognize the English yeah,
0: law. And the law. All right. Uh, another quick break. A lot more Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly or maybe you have problems with it? I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Easy to remember. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096, I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator or your stove or oven or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. I was having a problem with our our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's appliance repair. He fixed that in about five minutes and the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed, the, he fixed the the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days. Parts and labor. Senior citizens' discounts are available, and Saturday appointments are available. Come on. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. We're speaking with Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, uh, President Trump, big press conference today, and he's finally had it with big tech and announces that he has a lawsuit against Facebook, Twitter, Google, all of big tech. Uh, he was talking about denying his First Amendment rights. He also was had some people with him and, and hinting it's going to be a huge class action suit. What is, uh, at first blush, what are, what are your thoughts on the, the president's um, lawsuit against big tech?
2: The president had a nice... Um media um coming out about this class action lawsuit he got the attention of the media it will um, be a positive um, development for his supporters who will say good uh, trump is punching back against the media but legally i'm not sure if this case really has a lot of legs to it the first amendment um, does not apply to private businesses so, you know, newspapers, First Amendment, government, yeah, First Amendment. But if a private business like Twitter or Facebook um, is censoring what people who use its, their platform say, they're, they're not really subjective to the same constitutional constraints of um, suppressing free speech, and they don't have the same First Amendment obligations as a private business. So for better or for worse, I think Facebook and Twitter, et cetera, have a very good defense to say the First Amendment argument that President Trump is making simply does not apply to our private business. And we have the right to do what we want. Um, We are, you know, we are a private business. We can choose what we want to be put out on on our social media platforms. I mean, the reality is these companies are clearly biased against conservative thought and conservative expression, and um, to censor a former president—he's uh, he's banned, I think, from Twitter yeah. until twenty twenty-three. Well, that's interesting. It gets his ban right past the midterm elections. What, what a coincidence! It's it's remarkable. Um, the other problem that the president has in trying to make any headway is Congress has done nothing, despite a lot of chest thumping, to do anything to consider um, these companies to be monopolies and in violation of antitrust laws, which are on the books. Right. I mean, if these companies have gotten so big that they're essentially monopolies and that they, they are really the, the three companies that control, I, I don't know the percentage, I would guess 80, 90% of social media expression. Um, are they running monopolies and should Congress step in? Until that happens, the president doesn't have that card to play. The other problem for this lawsuit is uh, during the campaign, President Trump was always um, crowing about how section 230, I can't give you the whole federal site, but section 230 is the um, federal law that exempts companies like Facebook and Twitter from um, any of the uh, speech arguments that are being made now and it exempts them from any antitrust provisions right now. So the president wanted 230 to be amended substantially or thrown out altogether to make these companies liable to litigation for their content. Right now, Twitter, let's say, or Facebook says, we're not creating the content, content. we're not writing the stuff, We are just reprinting or reposting what other people have said. So it is not our work product. We are simply putting up on our social media pages, what others have said. So you can't sue us because we put up on our um, website, what others have said, they're not our words, they're other people's words. So it's a very cute way to avoid liability for what gets posted um so it's a nice headline the president will get some nice coverage his supporters will be jumping up and down it'll and be happy but i wouldn't really hold out great hope that this will be successful litigation at the end of the day
0: yeah i mean they're not as much as i'm supportive i mean he they're not denying him his freedom of speech he can do interviews whenever he wants he puts out statements that then the media reports on he's just they're just not letting him on their particular platforms.
2: And, you know, I I guess people go to the polls to vote people if they think that what these companies do is wrong should cease using their services and cease advertising on their platforms. hard to do when they're the the big players um, in that world and it's hard to avoid them or do business without them.
0: And finally, uh, Tim Dodd, uh, I think this is asking for trouble, but the Biden administration is announcing they're now going to start going door to door to try to get people vaccinated. If somebody, you know, doorbell goes off, they open the door, you know, hi, I'm so-and-so, uh, we'd like to get you vaccinated. Is it? Are people obligated to, to get vaccinated?
2: No, and unfortunately... The, the, the notion of sending federal employees knocking on doors, hey, have you had your vaccine yet? Um, is an intimidation tactic which oh. should um, startle and concern everybody. The problem is that the person who was out front saying that this is a dreadful policy is Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, whatever she says, the media will say, you know, she's crazy. You know, she is a racist. She's a this, she's a that. So she comes out and says the federal government's going to be sending brown shirts to everyone's house. Now, that's a reference to Nazi Germany and the, yep. and the brown shirts. Unfortunately, about a few weeks ago, she also made an analogy for act- activities of the Biden administration and likening it to the Holocaust. And she rightfully got slammed for that. So when she's the person out front saying that this is a terrible, terrible policy, the media doesn't even get to the substance of what she's saying. They just poo-poo it because they have already painted her out to be a crackpot. She makes a valid point. She makes a valid point in that this is an experimental vaccine which doesn't even have full FDA approval. Right, you know, it's got a provisional approval because of an emergency. So, a provisionally approved vaccine for emergency purposes that the government is now going to go door to door oh. to force to try to not force but intimidate or coerce people to take. I, I think it's an improper use of federal powers. And had she said what she said in a more um, media sensitive way or if some other person on the republican side of the aisle had come out with this instead of her it might have gotten more traction i mean the media makes a big point after she this um, marjorie taylor green made her um suggestion jen saki says we don't take any of our health and medical advice from marjorie taylor green i can assure everyone of that so the media oh. loves the the media goes for the snarky comment. Yeah. Right? That gets all the headlines, but never talks about the substance of is this an appropriate use of federal power to go door to door to coerce or intimidate people oh. to get vaccinated? And I think that's a legitimate question which deserves a sober, you know, intelligent debate. Is this the correct use of federal power? not just to snark it out because uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is the one talking about it. It's And no one's forcing this administration to really come forward and and defend, is is this the right use of federal power? They're going to get away with it.
0: And Tim Dodd, finally, uh, Rhode Island lost a real giant and a great American, uh, someone we were both uh, familiar with and fond with, with uh, the loss and the death of the great Walter McLaughlin.
2: Well, yeah walter was uh, one of a kind um if if folks have the opportunity to read his obituary walter mm. wrote that as you know walter is my second cousin he and my dad yeah. were very close walter uh, uh, a long time ago wrote his own obituary because he wanted mm. to be sure it everything was said the way he wanted yeah. it said
0: yeah
2: and he died um Unexpectedly, uh, through um, a, 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 a trip and a fall that he had in his home, ah. um, he was in pretty good health. But you know, it's it's one of those um, fluky things that happens, unfortunately, in life. But uh, Walter came up the hard way. Um, he had his troubles. Um, he would be the first to tell you that. His dad committed suicide when he was a teenager. Oh. His mother worked at the rectory at a, of a, at the local parish. Um, his local priest saw something in him and paid for his tuition to go to LaSalle. Um, Walter was in his own bit, talks about the fact that he had went to too many happy hours and had a problem with uh, alcohol. It cost him his marriage. It cost him its job. And he ultimately reinvented himself. And he, um, developed McLaughlin automotive stores. Um, a lot of people know, but many others don't, that Walter contributed millions of dollars literally to LaSalle Academy. Yes, he did. Walter yes. credits LaSalle with his education, with his success. Yeah. And he always made it his business if he succeeded in life, which he richly exceeded in life. Um, um, financially, he succeeded. Spiritually, he succeeded. Um he had a wonderful wife, has a wonderful wife, Wanda, and he paid back the the good deeds and the good things that were done to him in his youth, for him in his youth. Um, the, uh, the Athletic Center at um, LaSalle is named in his honor because he right. put up most of the money for it, yeah. and he helped many other people I know personally in very quiet ways. He helped yep. them out in more ways than most folks will ever know but uh, he's the type of guy that we won't see his kind again anytime soon
0: no the great walter mclaughlin tim dodd great job as always and i'll uh, talk to you again thanks john take care j perry paving always provides high quality fair pricing exceptional service residential commercial seal coating patios get your driveway paved. letter j j perry paving 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving residential paving seal coating patios and general masonry projects j perry paving they offer free estimates call them today at 401-732-1730 401-732-1730 you can also find them on facebook it's j perry paving get your driveway paved and if you're a veteran no one has a better package for veterans than j perry paving whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed j perry paving has your back check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving affordable smooth safe to drive on aesthetically appealing asphalt can be recycled reused call them for a free quote today 401-732-1730 j perry paving license licensed insured contracting company They will meet your needs, no matter how big or how small. And no one treats veterans better than J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving.
1: Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Find Karen on the web at www.innovas.com. Mega Logistics. They're there to help you.
0: Give them a call today 401 431 2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing? Logistics, 401-431-2300. You're listening to the John DePetro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live, you can also... Contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on. And right at the top, it says Radio Show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in uh, library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at dipetro.com.